Luke's only chance is a stake in the monster's jaw. The Force is back. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast, hosted by Sky Payne, Fudd, and Steven B. Danley. Join Sky and Steve as they discuss the only toy based entirely on the emotion of grief, the Rancor Keeper. Ron joins to teach about rough clay sculpts, palatoy ads, Dixie cups, and yuppies. Plus, quite a bit of bear discussion on this month's Kivecast. <laughs> wampa Wampa. Welcome to Kivecast 120. Whoa. 120. It's no, no, no longer surprising, Steve, that we have all no. these, uh, these episodes <laughs> keep coming. I've been enjoying, we've been very kind of trim and lean yeah, in these episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and you know, it's not like there isn't stuff to report on. You know, there've been big auctions and things yeah. like that. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I've I've actually just enjoyed. It's been easier to edit, but also I think it. I think it's been easier to listen to, and that's that's the kind of hope that we're not getting too gargan largan. Yeah. Um. And and we're gonna be talking about the Rancor Keeper, and I'm excited to talk about it with Ron. What what's the big joke yes. with Ron and the Rancor Keeper, Steve? <laughs> well. I mean, there's there's a few. I mean, he he is he has probably you know we're gonna talk about this, but this crazy incredible run of Rancor Keeper stuff. But he also the other thing that comes to mind is uh, the great poster for uh, an event at the archive party that was the Ron's Rancor Keeper rag toss. Yes, <laughs> that was a game. I think Mike Cooper made that poster, didn't he? Um, yes. So John Peck <laughs> designed the game. Yes, right, and, and John Peck was a great. Uh, and we've just so you know, if you're curious about what's happening with the archive party, so are we. We don't <laughs> quite know what's going on. We can yeah. promise you this: either there will be a party or there won't be. And <laughs> we can further promise you that the party, if it does happen, um, we can't promise anything beyond that if it does. So yeah, we're still working. Yeah. But back in the in the good old days, in the in the pre-vidi days. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. John designed this this game where you would throw <laughs> a rag on top of Rancor Keeper's head, yes. and so that that's playing off the joke that Ron is a focus collector. Because if you've been listening right. to the show, you know that that Ron, all right, Ron, Ron Salvatore, who will be joining us presently, uh, is not a focus collector. He doesn't he doesn't <laughs> say that he doesn't like focus collectors but he talks acts speaks thinks and doesn't like focus collectors and the um, mere concept is yeah no, yes. not not yeah. appealing to him you know he doesn't speak in a sort of uh british way but i could imagine him saying i don't despise focus collectors but i find that ethos to be an, an anathema like that's the <laughs> that's sort of what he's saying he finds yeah. our ethos to be an anathema steve <laughs> that's um, right <laughs> and so it just it's funny that he happens to have Probably one of the top two or three character focuses in the world for for Rainbow yes. Keeper. Well, maybe yes. not that high, but I mean certainly a top ten focus collection of a character, and he would never call it that ever no. in a million years. So no, that, no, no, that'll be fun. We'll go through his collection, and what, what yes. we'll do, what we'll do is we'll put that joke to bed. Why don't we just blow Ron's mind and not make that joke even once? I think. I think we have to just completely stay silent on yes. that and just, you know, just respect his wishes. <laughs> yes, and just just go through the figure as it like because what he, what you know, there's there's a couple different ways of looking at these damn toys that we stare at and think about. <laughs> Either it's a character or it's a toy, and right. as a toy, Ron will be able to take us through a lot of the a lot of the, the stages of of collecting. Yes, uh, that's that sums it up right there. <laughs> now, here's a question. Is the Rancor Keeper 
the greatest failure in the Kenner line? I, yeah, I mean, I, to me, I feel like he's the the most talked about failure. I think if anyone goes to, uh, you know, uh, a description of the lamest figure or the you know worst, I feel like the Renko keeper is always on the top of that list or near the top. Um, but well, I think the reason why he has to be is if he were a pack-in figure, right, with the Rancor, <laughs> that would be great. Right. Because if you have a Rancor and you don't have a Rancor Keeper, you don't care. If you have a Rancor and you have a Rancor Keeper, you're like, you know what, that's cool. You know, he has a little, he has a little friend there. Yeah. But if you, like yeah. most people, have a Rancor Keeper and not a Rancor, <laughs> it, it's a toy of, of want. It, you know, yes. it's, it's a toy yeah. of lacking. I mean, you can't do anything with it the except rancor, cry except cry, cry. And, yeah. and and that's yeah. the one thing i will that's say that's what i did <laughs> so you also had a rancor keeper steve oh, oh yeah I mean, yeah i i had the rancor keeper i probably had a couple of them because you know <laughs> there were plenty of them around but i i yeah it's just another famously lame figure that i'm i'm just incredibly fond of <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I I always wanted a Rancor. I, I never had one. I had the Rancor Keeper. So I just I would just use my imagination with Jabba's little base that, you know, I just throw guys in there and just that was it. Like that was the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, now so. I, I will say, you know, that there are things that are great about the Rancor Keeper. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, as as a character, it's I, I think the only character in cinema that is exclusively defined by its grief. <laughs> like yes. the only okay, so there is. I, wa- I rewatched the scene today. Okay. Actually, yeah. I, I went on YouTube. There are like so many YouTubers talking about Star Wars stuff, Steve. It's crazy. Uh, um, oh boy. And 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 he was he was breaking down uh, breaking down the Rancor Keeper. And mm-hmm. so there is mm-hmm. one scene where Luke tries to break out, and like <laughs> the Rancor Keeper and his buddy, the Nikto buddy. Yeah, is it Nick I think it's a, I think it's a Klaatu. And, yeah. and his Klaatu buddy are like playing cards or doing something else. Which, first of all, if if you're a Rancor keeper, okay, how many people get fed to the Rancor? Does it happen so often that if it happens, you don't even pay attention? It's like it's like you live at the bottom of a garbage chute and you hear the the, the plastic bag go tumbling down the chute. He's just like, hey, we're just going to hang out here. We're not going to watch a Jedi fight a giant monster next door. <laughs> and, and so, you know, they, they run up and they kind of try to scare him away from the door, which yeah, um, yeah. which I think the bars do the job. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think that a couple of uh, morbidly obese weirdos sitting in a room <laughs> playing cards would stop a Jedi Knight still. <laughs> and And – but really – he is known for crying. He's known for yeah. looking. He's known for his grief, and mm-hmm. and for that, mm-hmm. I think we need to uh, appreciate not only, not only the character, but also the sculptor, because the sculptor made the Rancor Keeper with that with that frown. Yes, he, he yeah. looks no, it, sad. He really does. It, that the the face, that it's just it perfectly captures the Kennerized version of that character. That doesn't always happen. You know, it doesn't happen often, really. I feel like this is one of those instances where it really, really does. And, and yeah. the, the, the card back art is like... Steve, do you know the... Or- I don't know. Do you know the origin of this card back art? Um, the, the image itself? Yeah. I, is it I just like, like a, a studio still? 
I think so. And yeah. then they just kind of um, added some blue kind crap of, in the back. Ex exactly. Yeah. I feel like on the tri-logo card, you get a better sense of what the original studio shot looked like. But I think it's just basically this guy standing there for his, uh, you know, just a reference photo. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. because in that picture, he looks grumpy, but not sad. Right. You know, and, yeah. and I really do think that the sculptor managed to get this through. Uh, there is another thing where uh, I was looking. So uh, we're not a political show, Steve. But we no. did recently have a president who had a very particular posture when he would speak at news conferences. So he would do this thing where he would lean way oh. forward. I'm talking about President Donald J. Trump. Oh, man. He would lean way out. And if you look at the at the Rancor Keeper, he has very um, much that kind of... I don't know if it's like a displacement of weight if you have a particularly large gut. My gut's been getting a little bit bigger than I'd like it to be lately. So maybe I'll be able to tell you if you get any more of this COVID mess going. Stop eating my goddamn butter chips at 2 o'clock in the morning. But... Uh, uh, oh, in no. case you forget, I... uh, butter chips is when you take tortilla chips and you dip them directly into butter and you eat them at two o'clock in the morning when you're uh, when you have insomnia. That's well, yeah. The, the, those la the latter two parts of that are key to the the butter chips. Yes. like that. You need the complete scenario for them to be butter you chips. <laughs> like when you've been, you know, like cooped up in your house and you're you have a sort of howling sense of existential dread. Nothing yeah. tamper. Nothing feeds and tampers that down better than butter chips. So, I'm going to have to try this, or maybe I shouldn't. I, I yeah. figured something else. But, yeah. So it seems like the Rancor Keeper's been hitting the butter chips, but, but there yeah. is a kind of funny thing with his position. But I'm sure we'll be talking about the sculpt uh, when, yes. when we talk to Ron. Yeah. I'm going to, Steve, you, you wrote a beautiful outline. But, but I, 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 had, a, I tried to keep it mysterious. And it's very vague, but yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to start off by talking about something totally different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Advertisements, Steve. <laughs> okay. Just generally, Star okay. Wars, new Star Wars, but where are you going? So I was trying to find more material about the Rancor Keeper. <laughs> yeah. And I learned something that, it's not that I didn't know it, okay? So Chris Julius, uh -huh. when he hears this episode a couple of years down the line, he's a little bit backlogged. He's going to go, oh man, you didn't know that? <laughs> Kenner and Palatoy used the same imagery in their advertisements. Okay. Right. Right. So, so the the advertisement for the Rancor, and I've said this before. I almost converted to Judaism to get a Rancor. My my <laughs> friend Jeff Levy. I was at his Hanukkah party. I didn't know what Judaism was. And I didn't know what Hanukkah was, but I did know that Jeff Levy got a Rancor, and and I was very interested in whatever Hanukkah is because I thought that would mean I would get a Rancor. Yeah. Um, hey. Yeah. And then many years later, I would finally get my first ever Rancor. When Isaac Lev uh, and Will Grief were making a find in the Rochester area, and they got oh. a loose rancor, and I played with it at the Kinkos uh, at the FedEx office while they were shipping I, everything up. I kept on. I like, remember hearing about this. I kept yes. on feeding like uh, paper clips inside of its mouth and rubber bands. Oh man! So, so anyways, going back to this rancor commercial. So yeah. there's a beautiful rancor commercial, and what I discovered oh, yeah. is. You can learn a lot about the difference between American, like American public and what it expects, and European <laughs> public and what it expects. Now, I almost yeah. wanted to wait for Ron here because you know it's kind of a little bit about also like you know European filmmaking versus American filmmaking, but <laughs> I, I know he would give me one of these. Oh, I don't know, guys. So yeah, or yeah. should we wait for Ron? What do you think? Uh, well, I don't know. I, <laughs> when you said that last bit, I'm like yeah, that that would be his immediate reaction, probably. 
<laughs> we can we can give a, a second visit to it once he's on it, and we can just gauge gauge the interest. Okay. But I, I don't know. Let's go for it. Go for okay. it now. So what? This is what's fascinating. If you just look at the footage, the footage has uh, like a gate with mm-hmm. a rancor keeper and a Gamorian guard. Which, by the way, brown and green is the color of fat. I don't know why that is. <laughs> like, did you also kind of think that maybe the rancor keeper is just a Gamorian guard, just like without makeup? I'm just I, you know, I, they definitely were connected, like in terms of, yeah, there was something there. <laughs> There's something there. So they're like looking through this gate and these kids are playing with a rancor and it's at the bottom of this kind of like sandy pit and Luke falls in mm-hmm. and then like Luke like puts a little stick inside the rancor's mouth. <laughs> oh man, that was, okay, when I did finally get a rancor, I'm sure any kid yes. that had one of these was finding twigs that would fit just right. <laughs> now in the American version... Yeah. There's an ending, and in the British okay. version, there's not. In the American uh-huh. version, the Rancor is defeated. <laughs> the Rancor Keeper and the Gamorrean Guard rush in to see uh-huh. how it is. And okay. then Luke runs out with the Rancor Keeper holding the rank I mean the Rancor holding the Rancor Keeper and the Gamorrean in its hands as though he's about to eat it. <laughs> Rancor monsters hungry me again. The British version ends open-ended. With the, with the announcer saying, will he succeed or fall victim? Only you can decide with Star Wars toys. Mm. Return of the Jedi. The Rancor monster has trapped Luke Skywalker. Can he escape the Rancor's claws as the Rancor Keeper and Gamorrean Guard look on? Luke's only chance is a stake in the monster's jaw. Will he succeed or fall victim? Only you can decide with Star Wars toys. So <laughs> the term happy ending in French, do you know how you say happy ending in French? No. At the ending. They have to say it in English because they think it's so beneath them to think that movies and have to ha- end with a happy ending. And even if you go to the dialogue, okay, so the dialogue in the American version, I'll play these sort of back to back, you know, I'll edit them in. Okay. You know, yeah. the American version starts off, rawr, the Rancor monster is hungry again. And then Rancor Keeper has his only line of dialogue in any, anywhere. Any media. Let's feed him. Luke says, don't do it. You'll regret this. And then the, the, there's a close-up on the Gamorrean guard who says, wait till he gets his claws into a Jedi Knight. Luke says, very much in a Spider-Man-style dialogue, uh-huh. whoa, some Jaws, this is my only chance. And he puts the stick in his mouth. And then the Gamorrean guard says, ah, he's wounded. And then the, the, the Rancor Keeper says, we better get in there. At which point Luke says, you'll never get, get out alive, Gamorrean guard. <laughs> now that's all the dialogue uh, from the kids the british version yeah. only has dialogue from this amazing announcer the, oh so, yeah their, their can, narrator see if oh, you can figure it's... out what is my favorite line from this <clears throat> return of the jedi i mean return of, return of the jedi the rank <laughs> god damn i'm an australian again sorry sorry okay, James, yeah, okay, you James. tend to go that way okay uh how do i say things with a british accent how do i kick myself in a british accent okay the Rancor monster has tracked Luke Skywalker. Can he escape the Rancor's claws? The Rancor Keeper and Gamorrean Guard look on. 
Luke's only chance is a stake in the monster. <laughs> so I was trying again. God damn it, Steve. <laughs> Luke's only chance is a stake in the monster's jaw. Will he succeed or fall victim? Only you can decide with Star Wars toys, mate. <laughs> so it's that line. Luke's only chance is a stake in the monster's jaw. Yeah, that's great. It's that's, just beautiful. That's good. So anyways... Yeah. There's a little bit of skyism. I said we were staying lean and mean. We're going to be as lean and mean as the Rancor Keeper. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. but isn't that isn't that kind of a cool thing? Like the the difference in just what the audience is. Us American kids need to have the kids talking. They need to participate, and the good guy always has to win. The it's British all spelled version, out. Yeah. It's like just some voice of God. You know, Winston Churchill. Luke's yeah, yeah. Monsters are steak and the monsters are all. <laughs> well, that was a little more Bane. But, uh... <laughs> Everything is Bane. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it, the narrator for the Palatoy commercials, I don't know if it actually is Paul Fries, but it's someone who really reminds me of him. I haven't listened to him in a long time, but um, yeah, that voice is, it's great. It's something that we were definitely lacking, lacking here. <laughs> yeah, because the, the, the general Kenner guy is just a little bit bland. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and so who's the other who is the other guy? Like the Rancor Keeper, if you watch that scene it's weird cuz the Rancor Keeper just he just loses his mind and he just starts yeah. crying. And the other guy catches Luke. And also, yes. hey Luke, you just murdered a gigantic monster. <laughs> yeah. And he's caught but not even by like just some random Klaatu. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How does he let so himself I'm... get caught. So uh, it's funny you're bringing this up. It it would it fits into something I was gonna bring up from the script, which is the way this scene is is described, which just makes me laugh. So I don't know if you wanna Let, hear, hear let's, that. Let's go behind the Steve. Let's go behind the Steve. Okay. All right. Well, we'll start Welcome, with buddy. with this little screenplay description because it's it's talking about these two characters. Um, okay. So this is how it's described. A startled gasp is heard from the stunned court. There's consternation at this turn of events. Heads look, heads look to Jabba, who is actually turning red with anger. <laughs> the beast breathes its last. Leia cannot suppress her joy. The Rancor keepers have come into the cage and are examining their dead beast. One of them breaks down and weeps. The other glares menacingly at Luke, who is unworried. <laughs> Several guards rush into the holding tunnel and take Luke away. The weeping Rancor keeper is consoled and led away. <laughs> so I just love this wow. this idea of the Klaatu guard just looking at Luke like, you effing a-hole. Like, <laughs> he has this menacing glare at Luke who is unworried. It's just like, and it, he's a supportive friend. And he's like looking at him like, I can't believe you did that. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm going to be hearing about uh, this for like weeks. Yeah. I mean, this guy doesn't but, uh, have a name. He's, he's just a Rancor keeper. And <laughs> you don't see him keep a Rancor. How do you even keep a Rancor? Yeah. I, it's, I don't know. But uh, and some other things that kind of went into this scene. So there, there's a storyboard for it that shows what looks like either two Nikdos or Klaatus or Gamorian guards kind of rushing in. There's no human Rancor keepers in the original sketch, but they did do some character sketches of him. And one of them shows even more skin. It's really just this large man in a diaper which with a mustache, which I really love. Uh, they, they put some pants on him, which is probably for the best. But... Um, yeah, I I, uh, I just, I don't know. It's one of those things where they, they put a lot into this character. And there's this great quote uh, from George Lucas that kind of describes him. And uh, I, I thought I'd share that too. Yes, this, this, this gets to the whole 
I think the crux of everything. Here's George. I like the idea that everyone loves someone, and even the worst, most horrible monster you can imagine was loved by his keeper. And the Raincore probably loved his keeper. <laughs> That's it. That's oh, something Kirby, he said. I love it when you talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, no, that, know, that, that was a solid George Lucas, but, I, but I, it got a little Kermit at the end. It did, I yeah. That would be nice that's, if everybody would love somebody. <laughs> There's too much Muppets going on around here lately. I think I, that's what happened. I I, see, I go Kermit, you go Australian. I think those are our... our... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that does seem to be Luke's... I mean, Lucas's idea with this, or with the maker's yeah. idea. I mean, really, that everybody loves somebody. It, it is a yeah. great lesson in compassion. It, it is yes. It is a note. Um, the the random YouTube video that I found quoted uh, Roger Ebert, who actually, like, really soloed out this scene. As yes, saying, I, yeah, yeah. Saying, I like, this is too, a, yeah. an example of why it's such a great movie. And it, it is an interesting movie because we have this, and then we also have the the famous scene of the dead Ewok and the grieving right. Ewok. You know, there is yeah. a fair amount of grief in this movie. And <laughs> there is. Like, there's not that much loss, but there's a lot of grief, you know, because that little Ewok <laughs> came out of nowhere, and you certainly don't want the Rancor to live. Right, um, yeah. At, at some point, Steve, we're going to have to do the book of Boba Fett uh, winners and losers. <laughs> yes, and, yeah, uh, I, I... <laughs> Certainly, I would say the Rancor Keeper is a big loser. Uh, <laughs> so far. <laughs> no Rancor, no Keeper. Sky here on a Thursday. Okay, so we recorded this on the Tuesday before Episode 3 of Book of Boba Fett came out. So we didn't know that there would be a Rancor in the next episode. And I certainly didn't know that there'd be a new Rancor Keeper, Danny Trejo, there's no reason that the old Rancor Keeper shouldn't have stayed alive. He definitely lost again. And now we care about Rancors. What's up with that? And for the record, I like that episode. So if you don't like it, you know, that's cool too. Oh. Unless, you know, they, they're so slavish to the old stuff, maybe we'll see the Rancor yeah. Keeper come back. Yeah. All right. Well, I had one last little bit of behind the scenes trivia, which I found really fascinating. Um, I don't know if you if you know who uh, Ernie Faselius is. Do you happen to know I who that not. is? OK, so he's the guy who made Hardware Wars back back in the 70s, the, the parody that became really famous and, and all that. Um, but what I didn't know is that the, the actor who plays the Rancor Keeper He's not the one doing the weeping. So he's he's pantomiming weeping. It's this British actor named Paul Brook. But the guy who's actually sobbing, the one that we all hear, is this guy, Ernie Faselius, who I guess Ben Burt had brought him in to do a bunch of weird voices and voice performances in some of the movies. And so it's this guy who made Hardware Wars that's the, the crying Rancor Keeper. <laughs> that's his voice. Wow. Um, and I guess he's really, he's really bitter about Star Wars now. He... He's not so happy about it, but he did other weird voices back in the day. So he was that that really scary troll from Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh wow. <laughs> he was the he was the Martians from Mars Attack. So he's he's got this weird kind of career Wait, of as a Yes. That's wow. him. It's the that is the right. No offense to you, you should leave with that as opposed to Ernest I, Scared Stupid. <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid yeah. is a solid movie. Uh, <laughs> I drink my Miak every day. But it's <laughs> it's uh, Wow, uh, Man, yeah, that's, that's a, pretty wild. That that's the same, the same, same voice. Guy. Yeah, same voice. And he also co-wrote the original Lapteneck 
Rebo Band song with John Williams and John Williams' son. Like, so he's like, he's got this huge imprint on Star Wars, and he apparently hates it. He hates Star Wars. And you know, I've uh, never, I've never seen Hardware Wars. I, yeah, I so I I watched it for the first time. Really, I've seen bits of it over the years, but I think a few years ago, our friend um, up in Oakland, Trevor Wenzel, he had a print of it that he brought into our work where, where you guys came by and right. we actually watched it all together and it's you know it's it's funny but it's not i, I don't know i didn't see you know i i feel like it has a it's a it's bigger than it than it is you know it's right. it's one of those things that has this reputation and it was really popular it made it made decent money i don't think ernie made any money that's probably another reason why he's he was pretty bitter about right. it. But, but yeah it's uh it's just one of those things that i never would have expected to learn that while yeah. looking up stuff about the Rancor Keeper. Wow. Sky, I just discovered the most exciting thing. Ernie Faselius was also the voice of Poggle the Lesser. Like, the coolest sound in all the prequel series. If you ever text me, that's my text tone. Like, man, that dude's awesome. It's crazy. It, it's also a generational thing, I think. I think, you know, people yeah. five years older than me or... Uh, 47 years older than you who are like <laughs> around in that like around in 78 whereas by the time i was that age like i already had space balls to be disappointed in uh, <laughs> well it is time to call ron Should do you we... have a poem though i do, do have, have a poem, poem? but do you, keep... this, do you need more of an audience do you need ron to, to hear the poem no no steve I, <laughs> okay we've goofed around with the format a lot we've never had anyone we else have. on for the sky coup yeah that's uh, true uh, you may not know this. I, I I am actually I do get shy sometimes, so I'm I'm a little bit shy <laughs> about that. I'm your initial test audience for your. <laughs> okay, this All one's right. pretty straightforward. <clears throat> for some reason, the first line is cracking me up. It's not that funny. It's just cracking me up. I'll see how I can do. Shirtless, caring man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, no, that's. that's I just find that I even, find that to be an amusing way to describe. Even if you up. hadn't, even if you hadn't cracked up, I would have cracked up right there. So it's it's, okay. it's sort of like you know, uh, it's like it's like someone who doesn't speak English who's trying to describe somebody like he is a shirtless caring man. Okay, shirtless caring man. How do you keep a monster? Drowning frowns of grief. Oh wow. Yeah, that was a roller coaster there. Yes, it started funny and ended with drowning frowns of grief. Yeah. Which is also funny. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, right, well, let's get it all out of the way, Steve. So we're going to yeah. call the world's biggest uh, focus collector and ha ha ha. And it's so funny. He doesn't like focus collecting. And yeah, we are going to have to get his opinion on the Rancor Keeper and, and see what he has Obviously, to say. Obviously, yes, yes. Yeah. All right, now I'm going to do the thing where I am... Hey Ron. <laughs> hey Ron. What's going on? How are you guys doing? So, all right. If we asked you for a ten thousand dollar question, if we if we were the the station that pays, uh, what is the Rancor Keeper's name in universe? You have to spell it correctly. What would you say, Ron? <laughs> um, it's uh, Malakili. Ooh, Malakili. Can you spell <laughs> that, that, Ron? Um, M A L. I K I L I. Well, is that right, Steve? Is that correct? <laughs> that sounds right. I'm getting a little bit Mississippi here with the M I S S I. Malakili. Is he Hawaiian? I think that's right. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's you guys right. owe me at least ten thousand dollars now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they only know that because uh, I just remember somehow when that figure came out, that was like at the start of the the ridiculous Power of the Force two use of like the uh, the the card game or the decipher card game. Like yeah. in universe names, and I just mm-hmm. remember John Peck constantly making fun of, um, <laughs> uh, you know, our friend John Peck constantly making fun of the Rancor Keeper and calling him Malakili. So that's why I remember it. <laughs> well, I mean, we we I almost... also remember that Yak Face is like Salty Maru or something <laughs> <Yes>. like that. <laughs> we you you did get it right, Ron, and it is actually all in the Hawaiian alphabet. So um, I think that the Hawaiian. I, I think that the Rancor Keeper comes from Space Hawaii. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. He he goes after the Rancor is dead. He just retreats back to that planet from Rogue One and and just whatever's <laughs> left of it and just sits on he the looks beach. More Samoan, to be honest, like he's a Samoan-looking <laughs> dude. But he, he he doesn't wear a shirt, you know, so he's on the beach all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I could see him wearing a little uh, lei. You know, he's definitely yeah. been to a couple of luau's. Has uh, the Rancor Keeper ever been brought back, like in, I don't know, Book of Boba Fett or well, that's Mandalorian we were you, or any of these other things? No, he's not. I don't, there's, there's never no. been. Not only that, Ron, uh, we're going to have to spoil Chapter 2 of Book of Boba Fett for you. Um, uh, but but they, uh, they open up the... <laughs> I actually saw it. What? Wow. Why are yeah. you watching Star Wars, Ron? Are you okay? Uh, a friend of ours gave me their... Um, password for disney so i watched it <laughs> wow was it just so that they the could call you and too, complain too overwhelming <laughs> wow that means you can also watch Hawkeye um, and a whole bunch of other unwatchable stuff that's great oh that probably won't be happening but <laughs> i did see the book of boba fett especially okay. since i had people here at new year's and almost everybody all big star wars nerds all they did was complain about it so i was like i need to see this now <laughs> oh yeah that's at least they're not they're not calling and texting you directly with their complaints. Yeah. You could get it all. The session is, is one session. <laughs> no, it was just, um, you know, in-person complaints <laughs> about um, the uh, the show. Well, Mostly centering around Boba Fett being a wuss. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. How it's, some, it is weird. The, the, the desire for Boba Fett. It's, it's the greatest thing the show has done so far is making sure that he's not super badass. Oh. I mean, the, um, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, Lucas did his best. It's like, how about I make him a little whining kid? And everyone's like, nah, it still doesn't do it. And so now they've got all the, they've got all the coolest people who everybody loves to make Star Wars, and they're still making Boba Fett into a real person. But it's okay. We, we don't need to talk about Boba yeah. Fett. We need to talk about Malakili, which is the Hawaiian say way of saying <laughs> Christmas. Oh. <laughs> So what, 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 are uh, your, what are your thoughts on the Rancor Keeper, Ron? Malakili, my Rancor Keeper. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's kind of one of the worst figures in the line, right? I think he'd probably, uh, if you ask people, he took a poll, he'd probably be close to the top of one of the worst <laughs> figures. What, um, what do you think makes him bad? I don't think it's because it's a bad... I think it's the character. I don't really think that he shows up for like two seconds not an alien he's just like a fat guy um and he's kind of just like a i don't know i mean you, you buy a rancor keeper because you bought the rancor toy which was cool i don't know what else you'd really do with him oh uh, i guess you put him in your java diorama but he's kind of 
there's not much there. I mean, he's just like uh, he's just a fat guy. Um, if he was a fat alien like the Gamorrean guard, it would be somewhat better. Right. But he's not, right? So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, General Medine, yeah, not that interesting. Uh, viewing pilot, sorry, Steve, but he at least is a pilot. And he <laughs> yeah. has a helmet and everything. <laughs> the Ranger Keeper is just like a dude. Like you know, he's just like this one guy in Jabba's palace. He's just like a dude. <laughs> he doesn't, he's not an alien. Like doesn't not intriguing from a visual perspective. He looks kind of like King Kong Bundy or something like that. Um, and he's got a hood. Other than, you know, as a figure, I don't know. I mean, even as a figure, I don't know if it's that good. I mean, at least it has the two accessories, but uh, that's about all it has going for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think, Ron, we sort of wanted to have you on here. Obviously, you're, you're a great cinephile. <clears throat> I, I do think we could, if we rethink of Return of the Jedi as a movie about grief, then Rancor Keeper is a very interesting figure, and I, I could see him, you know, like like his life after this. I could imagine it being some kind of like dreary Scandinavian affair, kind oh. of a, a realist movie about Greece. <laughs> like a Lars von Trier movie yes. about yeah. the Rancor? That's, I'd take a little darker, exactly go like Hanukkah or something like I, that. You, you make a joke about that, but I would almost, I don't know this, but I almost guarantee you there's like some comic book or novel or something that... that <laughs> details what the rancor keeper did after the rancor died <laughs> i'm sure there is I, I i there has to be um <laughs> like you consult the wikipedia and find out but yeah um, a... i'm sure that that's out there <laughs> it seems like too uh too much of a low-hanging fruit for it not to have been picked at some point <laughs> now he is kind of tough he has these uh he has these kind of like studded armlets <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm, what we call mm-hmm. them are they they're not quite bracelets because they're on his his i guess you'd call them biceps um, yeah so he he does have kind of a, a like a tough guy look would it be better or worse if he um, had a shirt yeah <laughs> uh i think it'd be worse i think if it, the one cool thing about it is that he's just like a fat half naked guy right yeah. he's got kind of like the man boobs and then the sculptor put the little like ridges in his chest there like his breast right area. So yeah yeah some, um nice realism and it's it, most anatomically it, correct being, figure <laughs> yeah his being like an overweight half naked guy is if you're a kid or whatever it's just kind of like oh gosh it's a fat guy but I, there is kind of like that does make it kind of interesting it's like everybody remembers the rancor keeper like oh yeah i remember that he's just like a fat guy in hairy underwear um so I think I think it would be worse if he had a shirt. Like that would just kind of not be as fun. I, yeah. I think realistic. I mean, it is a fun figure, right? It's yeah. a fun figure from like a conceptual standpoint because it's just uh, how many funny figures. Like he, it's one of the funniest figures in the line because everybody who collects Star Wars is like, oh yeah, the Rancor Keeper. Even people who just remember it as a kid, like, oh, that was just like the fat guy, right? Um, so there's a fun aspect to that, I guess. And, yeah, and there is a kind of uh, you know getting more fancy here, kind of a memento mori thing to this too, where a good portion of kids who played with this toy would end up looking like him by around this time, you know. <laughs> so he would be pretty funny if, if like on his action figure it just says, "What I am, you will become. What you are, I once was." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it is true. I mean, I don't want to diss anybody or you know you know cast dispersions on anyone, but our our cohort, which is the vintage toy collecting cohort 
there is a fair number of overweight bald guys, yeah. and you know he is kind of like a mascot in that respect. <laughs> and, and there's a dignity dignity to him, and I I definitely agree when it comes to the the sculpt the, the sternum notes. I mean that really is uh, that is an obsessive <laughs> level of realism. <laughs> and, it is, and, yeah. <laughs> and I mean because you know. It, I guess sometimes Ron and I have gone on, Steve, and you've listened to us talk about uh, Northern Renaissance <laughs> sculpture, but this is maybe closer <laughs> to like Roman sculpture, you know, like around the first century where they got really realist and it no longer was it idealized and, and just this really does feel like, like Ron said, it's just a man. It, it's just, just a man. It's just a yeah. man. That's, that's all this is. Why did you get me this man toy? I don't. I don't want a man. I, I, I want to fantasize. I want to play. Uh, yeah, I mean, what? it would be fun, though, to sit around the table when Kenner was just kind of tossing out concepts. You know, the Rancor Keeper <laughs> being one of them. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure yeah. because they made a Rancor toy, it was kind of like, well, there's no gonna... cross-sell potential there. Yeah, like, I feel like in the, in the Kenner universe, he would be married to Gargan. Like, they would, they would, they feel like they complement each <laughs> <Yeah>. other, <laughs> and, but you, you don't have yeah the the rancor equivalent to, to to pair with with Gargan. So I think that's yeah. The thing is that like when Hasbro yeah. tried to sell their Black Series rancor, did they package it with a rancor keeper? Or <laughs> I'm glad you asked this question, Ron. I did some asking yeah. around because I I realized we'd be talking about this, so I'll I'll save my other stupid point. So if you don't know, it's currently January 2022. And at the end of last year, Hasbro was going to release a deluxe, gigantic Rancor. And they had a list of all these what are called stretch goals, where like if enough people invested, I think it was like $600. Is that right, Steve? Ah, God, I don't know. I, that, I guess I feel like the barge was like 500 or okay, something. Maybe, so. maybe it was that. But like it's, yeah. it's so big that you would need a house that is too big to have like that's the only way you could possibly play the toys if you had a house that was so big it like echoed of loneliness you know what i mean like it wouldn't fit it wouldn't fit through your bedroom door like yeah. go out you wouldn't be able to move it around in the house you'd need yeah but but instead of offering new toys because you know in order to do a tooling as ron will tell you and any toy toy person will tell you i think it costs something around a hundred thousand dollars to like make a new toy so because they didn't make the Rancor Keeper a stretch goal, because they didn't offer a Rancor Keeper, that's one of the reasons, most likely, why not enough people backed it. Mm. Now, okay, they say it's because of Ula. But we all know that actually what people want is a six-inch update of the <laughs> Rancor Keeper. <laughs> so it, it didn't happen. There will be no Black Series Rancor. It's all over because we didn't support it. None of us, none of the three of us supported it, did we? <laughs> No. I would rather go to the dentist and support that. <laughs> other things I'd rather do. I'd rather oh. wait in line at Celebration to see a presentation <laughs> about Rogue One than back to Rancor. Well, now that you have a Disney uh, Plus thing, you're going to get psyched for the Cassian Andor solo show. That, that, that'll be, that'll oh, be, gosh. That'll be your, your, your thing. Oh, it's gonna be like you know, I'll end up watching it because the curiosity will get the best of me. I'll have to watch. Yeah, once it. the doors open, yeah, you're, you'll you'll be 
Well, I mean, Ron, I mean... <laughs> Although I just yeah. can't think of a less interesting character than Cassie yeah. and Andor, but that, I guess that's beside the point. <laughs> but again, if we talk about world cinema, Ron, if I told you one point, oh yeah, the guy from Itu Mama Tambien, right, the right. star of a Star Wars TV show in 2022... <laughs> like I would be less surprised by flying cars, you know. Uh, yeah, well, I guess. But, but here, Good for him. Here's the other <laughs> problem with a rancor keeper: how do you play with a rancor keeper, even if you have a rancor? Yeah, it's you feed him. I guess you get. You, <laughs> but, that's about but all like, I can think of. Like the rancor, the play value of the rancor is that it eats everything. You know, I've I've told right. this story before, but. When I was a kid, and I was a lonely kid, I would sit alone in my bed with a big bag of Doritos, and I would say each Dorito was a Star Destroyer, and I was the Rancor, and I would eat all the Star Destroyers <laughs> as the Rancor. There's nothing sad about that. It's just a nice memory. <laughs> and, and, like, that's what the Rancor does. It just eats. So, like, you, like, so the Gamorrean Guard, you play with the Rancor. Luke Skywalker, you play with the Rancor. But a Gamorrean Guard... I mean, a, 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 a Rancor Keeper, he just stands there? Yeah, he gives them gentle pets and, and just gives them some food. What an overall... Yeah, no, he doesn't do anything. I think that's the main problem with him. I don't know. Did you guys go back and review old um, Kenner commercials? I wonder what if there was a Kenner commercial that had the Rancor Keeper in it and what, what kind of play pattern they tried to establish. Right, yes. Uh, you fell right into my trap, Ron. I that was your job of laugh right there. I, I, before you came on, because I knew you'd poo-poo this idea and you wouldn't walk into the trap, but I guess you did. Not only is there a Rancor commercial with a Rancor Keeper, but you just missed my dissection of the Palatoy version and the American version and what can, that can tell us about continental cinema, I mean, European cinema versus American cinema. So, yes, th there is a Rancor Keeper in the Rancor commercial, and he does have a line. Uh, which is let's feed him. That that's his line in the American commercial. Let's feed him. Yes. Well, yeah, that's that's what he do. He does keep the rancor, so I guess uh, he's responsible for the feeding. But spoiler, and this is going to be. Uh, I mean, there's going to be a, you know a rancor keeper show on Disney Plus as well coming 2023. Uh, Michael Chiklis is playing him. Um, <laughs> at the end of the commercial, the rancor is eating the rancor keeper. So yeah, he turns on his on his keeper. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem right for some reason. It seems it's really heartless of the Rancor. I mean, after this man, I mean, well, I guess it's in an alternate universe where he cried when the Rancor died, but clearly the, the feelings are not mutual there <laughs> between the Rancor and the Rancor Keeper. It's a Siegfried and Roy situation. Okay, well, we, we did invite you on just to talk nonsense about, yeah. about the Rancor Keeper, but we did really want to talk about, you know, I think... There's a lot of different ways to understand your collection, Ron. And you know, the way that I prefer is a lot more of the kind of the weird stuff and, and I, I love your completion and all that stuff. But if someone really wanted to just say, how were Star Wars toys made? Probably the best way to do that in your collection would be just to focus on the Rancor uh, Keeper. Would you agree to that, Ron? Um, just from a, a toy Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I had a few... Um, runs like I, full disclosure. Like, I don't have the sculpts anymore. I had actually did the deal a little while ago where oh, no. I had to give up the sculpts, the the, the wax sculpts of the Rancor Keeper. Um, but that one in low gray, I guess, are the two that I had the most 
stages of right where it's you can kind of go through them and see how the figures were made right so yeah yeah and more like you know like what what survived from the rancor keeper i guess that's the question like i've been thinking is like what what remained what what survived the process um yeah i think like with low gray i think all the wax stuff survived including the bag the staff the figure right and the hat or the the whatever you call that thing, the headdress. headdress. Thing. Yeah. With the Rancor, everything except the little doohickey, his little stick, right? Um, so the full wax figure, the sculpt for the cow, and then I guess that's it, plus um, the clay leg, which I still have, right? So the clay leg is the only, as far as I know, that's the only figure rough sculpt piece that's out there. Uh, unless there's one that I'm not so aware of. Wax and clay sculpts. Well, before they the, the clay sculpt is kind of the first rough, right? And then they'll rough it out in clay usually, and then they'll make a silicon mold probably of that um, clay sculpt, pour wax into it, and then do the fine detailing work and for the wax sculpt. So the clay right. sculpt comes first in most cases, and I think there's actually I want to say there's Ewoks. I think Chris Fawcett might have. Chief Chirpa, a, a rough clay, but I think the the Rancor Keeper leg is the only part from a a, a movie line figure that I'm aware of, at mm-hmm. least off the top of my head. Wait, so so clay um, so that's is what... before Steve? Have we ever talked about clay? Probably not much, just because of exactly what Ron's talking about. I feel like because it's a stage that just isn't really represented that much in terms of what's around. I don't think probably they have saved. it. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. that was like so, in an oil-based clay, right? And it's crumbly, and there's not much that would have remained. And I don't think the sculptors would have been inclined to keep that. It's uh, just a, a starting point for them to really to really sculpt in the wax. So, so we're thinking the like like a like, right. like fine modeling clay, like Play-Doh, but better. And they and they would sculpt a a rough idea. And then they would make a mold out of that, and then they would pour in wax, and then they would do the fine work on that wax, and then that would be the yep. wax sculpt, and then that would be put into a mold, and then the hard copies would be made from that mold. Yep, pretty much. And if you look on the archive entry for the Ranker Keeper stuff, I think it's called um, Clay and Wax Sculptings for Ranker Keeper Figure. Mm-hmm. Um you'll see the the clay leg sitting next to a, a hard copy leg and you can see how the rough details later became the more sharp details. So it's just, it gives you like the very rough, um, vague outline of the stuff you want to do. And then that, once they make a mold of that and put wax into it, then the wax result, you know, you can really get in there and do the fine detail stuff. Uh, because obviously the clay is easy to model. So you can model it up whereas the wax isn't really a modeling wax it's a it's a reductive process i mean they can they can add to it too but it's mostly they're sculpting it down so uh you, you sort of need a, a rough shape to 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 get down to your more detailed piece right so i think that's pretty much what the clay um uh how what what role that serves but i think most figures probably had that uh it's just that it, it those generally were not saved or as the, the, the guys in the model shop in, in, in the sculpting department at Kenner really went out of their way to save the sculpts, the finished sculpts. Like those really were there, like a lot of them. Um, 
but the the clay roughs, I don't think that stuff was really saved. I think this was just a random. Like I bought this from the guy who sculpted that figure, and I think that may have been why he had so many different parts to be saved. And the rest of it, the rest of the clay pieces aren't around anymore. But that leg, you know, was something that that he had. So I was glad mm -hmm. to get that. So this is like yeah. one of two or three examples <clears throat> of a clay sculpt in, from the vintage line. I think it's the only one I can think of from the movie line. Wow. Um, and then the the other one was the animated Chirpa? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And that was for the alternate sculpt of the Chirpa, Ewoks Chirpa. Um, there may be some, one I'm forgetting, but that's off the top of my head, that's the only, the, the, the Rancor leg's the only one I can think of. So that, okay. that makes it kind of neat. And, you know, if you look at the archive entry, you'll see that the 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 wax does not have a torso, right? Um, so that when we found that figure, the torso was missing. So I, okay. I had it on a hard copy torso. And the funny thing about that is, um, years later, this is actually maybe two to three years ago. Um, you know, I, I guess I should go back. I, as you guys probably remember, we've talked about this before is that most of the, the wax sculpts and whatnot were at Kenner at one point, And then, you know, they were in boxes and probably not complete figures. Like, there was, the parts were scattered. Right. And at some point when they cleaned out this that area, rather than throw a lot of that stuff away, people took it home, right? So a lot of people who were there, mostly the sculptors, ended up with, like, one guy would have the head, the other guy would have the legs, and it, these right. things had to be re-pieced together as these guys sold things. Um, well, the Rancor torso never turned up until, like, three years ago. Um, our friend Fluffy... Uh, found it was a Max Rebo sculpt, right? So and uh. he sent me sent me and some others a picture, and he's like, "Hey, there's a Max Rebo." And then in the picture, it's like I don't think he realized it first, but instead of the Max Rebo torso, it had the Rancor Keeper torso. So <laughs> someone put together Max Repo with the Rancor Keeper torso. Oh, <laughs> I was wow. like, "That's the torso. That, that's the torso I need." And then. And so Fluffy was like, oh, man, because now he didn't have the complete Max Rebo. Yeah. Right? But then, of course, it ended up that someone else had the Max Rebo. That's funny. Torso. So he ended <laughs> up – so it had the – I had to get the the um, the Ranker Keeper torso in a trade, and then Fluffy had to get the Max Rebo torso in another trade. So it had to go all around. So, so they all they all lived. The they survived. So, so that's, then be yeah. before you let go of it, you did complete the Rancor Keeper sculpt. Yes, wow. yes, That's I had awesome. all of it, um, except for the the weapon, right? And okay. yeah, so that was kind of funny. But just you know, it's like sixteen or seventeen years between the two, or maybe fifteen years. Um, but yeah, it's amazing that <laughs> stuff happens. It's like Max Rebo with a Ranker Keeper torso. I was like, hey, did you notice it has a Ranker Keeper torso? He's like, oh man, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, it's, because it's funny because it kind of fits, but it's just like, right. Right. yeah. At first, you might not automatically notice, and then you're like, well, it looks odd for some reason. Like, wait a second, that's not Max Rebo's torso. Because <laughs> Max Rebo is also a fat, <laughs> a fat guy without a shirt on and has like underpants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The theme going there. He's at least contributing. Of, yeah. You know, he's not just sitting down there. Wow. So, yeah. So yeah. The, the the sculpt does exist in, in all okay. of its parts. That the hand is broken. Mm -hmm. Um. And, you know, and the the you probably saw that the the cow. You know, the way they sculpt that is to take a um hard copy torso and arms because the the cow drapes over the arms. 
and to sculpt in wax over the the head and shoulders and and then they get the cow sculpt so that's really cool to um see that survive like that as well um so yeah it, it's a it's a great piece to have all those pieces survive like that now do, do you have any stories even though it's a lame figure do you have any stories from 15 years ago when when you first found the rest of the, the sculpt is, is that from a story you've already told us oh gosh yeah that was um uh i don't want to i always worry about giving up people's personal information but it was a guy who still worked for hasbro at the time and actually had a pretty um high up position right so okay. uh and it was so it was a real get because most of these guys we were buying from didn't have stuff anymore. like they weren't no longer with the company so they're right. long gone yeah. but this guy was still there um and he had like a pretty you know high up title uh and it was a, a real get to, to have him say that he, we could meet with him. And I remember going there. I remember we were late getting there and it was like a big rush. And, and, and I think the first time we met him, he had, he showed us a bunch of things, but we didn't buy anything. It was just kind of like hanging out and he was telling stories and, but he had just like a lot of sculpts. And then maybe the second time we went there, we bought stuff. And I thought I'm pretty sure that's the guy with the rancor because I'm pretty. I think that's the guy who sculpted it. Um, I'd have to go back and look. I don't have the notes in front of me right now. But any, anyway, that, that guy had the, the Gargan sculpt that's out there. Um, I think he had Low Gray, which I got from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a bunch of good stuff, and he also had a ton of um, coin hard cut with coin coin sculpts. So he had them all in a big Tupperware containers <laughs> pulling them out and we were like started pulling out all these coin skulls. He must have had like seven or eight of those things. But yeah, that was super exciting, like I said, because he, he was still at the company and I guess he was getting ready to head out or whatever. But uh very nice guy and had some some great stories. And he, one of the stories he told was that he had not much sculpting history in his past and he just ended up applying for that job as a sculptor <laughs> they, huh. they gave him a um they just kind of gave him a test to see if he could do it like and they just asked him to sculpt a micro figure right so and he actually had still had the original clay rough of that micro figure it was a figure that was never made it wasn't like they even intended to produce it i think it, it was just purely a test so he mm-hmm. went and sculpted this thing based on some reference and it was to the scale of a micro four up and he still had the clay uh, and I think Fluffy probably still has that. Um, so uh, that was a great. Um, what, 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 that was, what was a story I remember. Like, and then, so he he just like on spec. It was a Hoth Rebel soldier. Huh. Mm. Wow. So it was that, like I don't know yeah. if that might even be on the archive. Uh, let me see if I can. Right, but yeah, they they gave him that as a test. Probably Rudy Vap was probably the guy I gave it to because I think he was head of sculpting at the time. The late Rudy Vap. Um, and uh, I guess they liked him his work well enough. They must have liked him. Yeah, it is on the archive. It's called Micro Collection Rough Clay Sculpting. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Oh, wow. There's a whole write-up here. Yeah. Oh, that is it. So this is a, yeah, it even a, has, a much more clear idea of what the clay the, sculpts look like. Yeah, that would have been what a micro one looked like. And, again, that one was never carried through to production as far as I know. I think that was just a a test he did, but that is cool. But he saved it all those years. And that was like his test piece for the company. <laughs> wow. Um, 
and I think I'm pretty just Rudy Vap. You know, they were just like, I don't know. Rudy was an interesting guy. So like, let me see what you can do. <laughs> he went home and sculpted <laughs> it, and they hired him. Um, wow. <laughs> well, that that was awesome. So Steve, I think that's the way to do it. Like moving forward, when we have these crazy runs, just try to learn something new, which isn't hard. Yeah. The fact that I don't learn anything and I forget everything I learn, but but learning <laughs> learning about the the clay sculpts is really useful. Um, yeah. Was, yeah, I mean, if you and if you try to like years and years ago, this is twenty five years ago. I um did a project where I sculpted my own thing um, out of wax, and that's what I that's exactly what I did. Um, and it was even I think before I knew the the Kenner sculptor guys. I made a first I sculpted it in like plasticine, then I made a mold, poured it in wax, and then I did extra work on it. And actually, I gave that thing to Yehuda. <laughs> I gave him the final wax sculpt. You've got it now. Because uh, he's probably the only person who would appreciate it, but um, so that I mean that it's very wax isn't like you don't model it right. So if you want to build up a rough form, it's difficult. So you use the clay to build in your rough form, and then make a mold, then pour the wax into that, and then you can detail the wax from right. there. So it's really it's a lot better than you know just trying to take a big block and try to sculpt it down. You know. Yeah. Well, you you say that wrong, but there is now a market for. <clears throat> Ronorabilia, and you know people have been buying your old sculpts, and people have uh, been buying your old uh, customs, like and, yeah. customs, and even your can't be uh, that much of a market. Your business cards. I can tell you, I don't understand why people would would pay a hundred dollars for you know Dewey Shoemate's underpants, um, but I do understand why someone would try to buy. You know your your old uh, business card with the Sal family uh, like email. Oh it. god, you know, that's interesting to me. That's Somebody wants the... one, I, you know, let me know. I'll just put it out there. You can you can shoemate me all day long, baby. I got <laughs> nice. some I got some extras. Well, um, definitely yeah, I, put I, me I down for one. I, guess, I, I want that. I wish I'd saved uh, more of those old um, custom things, but I really didn't. I, there's a lot of stuff I made that I never. I never um, saved one for myself. I thought about doing a blog post of like just a list of all the things that are out there, but I don't even have photos <laughs> of a lot of them. So it's like, all right, well, Robin Mantia has a lot of them. I was at his place not too long ago, and he's got a lot of those old custom things. So he might have close to a complete collection. I know I sent Steve Sansweet a whole set of like all the micro ones at, at one point. Um, you know, so maybe at Rancho Obi Wan, and he probably does somewhere. Um, but yeah, that was a, a fun little thing, just making those things. But there's not many out there, so it's like you know, some of them it's like 15 or so. So like, if you really tried to put them a like, set together, it would be pretty tough, if not impossible. <laughs> now, Steve, you wanted to the nugget from the archive won't be a sculpt or a hard copy or a rough. Clay. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I've been getting copyright strikes on the on the nugget from the archive uh, song. <laughs> No, not the Nugget from the Archive. That's for $1 Blix. So we can have the Nugget from the Archive song. Thankfully, uh, Prince Paul is not suing us. Tis a Nugget from the Archive. Tis a Nugget. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. From the Archive. Oh but, but what, what is our God, Nugget from the Archive? Gorgeous. Do we really need to waste Ron's time talking about it, Steve? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll leave that up to, to Ron, but I, it is one of my favorite uh, ads from, from the old vintage era. It's the Palatoy Keep a Rancor Keeper Free flyer from... Uh, from oh, yeah. 
And uh, I, I remember seeing not just this one, but the other ones that they produced for for that that kind of era where they were doing their promotions. And I, it's interesting to me that like you know the Rancor Keeper, the free Rancor Keeper, was something that was unique to the to the UK. They didn't they didn't do a, a mail away thing here in the states for him, but he got this great flyer um, with this really dynamic art where we we I think we've noticed this in other things where the the art. It's still they're still posed with the limitations of the action figures, yet they look very <laughs> yeah. realistic. Mm-hmm. So you have the Rancor. Yeah, I'm just looking at that right now. It's like is some he running? Legal guy in Palatoid like can't misrepresent <laughs> the figure, so he can't make his knees bend. It's like he's right. an artist and then rolling his yeah. eyes, like oh man. I, yeah, he's got so a like Rancor stepping is, Rancor. Yeah, he's totally yeah. just he's straight, straight edge, <laughs> you know, straight limbed. Kind of, I don't know if he's running away. I'm not sure what he's doing, but he's looking back at at the Rancor monster, which is it looks very much like the weird. He does that, get eaten in the commercial. He does. Yeah. Well, I uh, I can tell you what the Rancor keeper said immediately before this photo was taken. I actually was there for this photo shoot. <laughs> he had just said, "I'm too sexy for my shirt." He is absolutely. <laughs> If you know what I mean, he does his little turn on the catwalk. You look at him, yeah, and he's like, yeah. He turn to the left. Like he has this look about him where he's giving this little sassy face, this little blue steel well, over his shoulder. That, it and, is, and you, you know the the head, his little cowl is kind of sweeping in the mm-hmm. wind. Like that, that part of it is very catwalk, like fashion show. Yeah, um, yeah. And he is too sexy for a shirt. Uh, I, he really is. He's not too yeah. sexy to carry his dinner plate in his pants, but he's, <laughs> what is that thing in the front of his pants? What what is that? Uh, it looks it, it looks like he is just like looking back on the Rancor fighting Luke, and he's just like like my work is done. He's like try, my work is done here, and he's trying to escape before someone notices that this heinous <laughs> act is happening. Yeah. Fleeing the scene of the crime, Good. but yeah, yeah, I love those Palatoy ads with the art. You know, there's like the Rancor, there's the Emperor, mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. few other ones. It's a Chewbacca and, um, one as yeah, well, right? Yep. Chewbacca. That's a that's lot right. of them. I don't know exactly how many were done as large posters, which is like I have right. the rank the, the Emperor one, which is just a great piece. Um, if anybody has those. You know, good size Palatoy posters for those flyers. Like, I'm definitely a buyer, so let me know. But those, I think those are really cool. Yeah, uh, the flyers themselves are cool wrong? as well, too. Oh, man, it's probably like 20 something by 30 something. Oh, wow. Whoa, I wow, that big. Those. Okay. Like yeah. Poster size, yeah. You know, I have the Emperor. You've probably seen it at my house, Sky, but you just didn't pay attention or something. Or maybe, I don't know, when's the last time you were here? I can't even remember, but. I've had it More for than a little a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's not many of those around, so I mean, the, those are really nice store display pieces if you're into store displays or just kind of advertising stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the the copy on this too. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 they're very. You guys read this? Yeah. Free Rancor Keeper with every six action figures. Keep a Rancor Keeper free. It's like, good lord, how many times do you have to say free Rancor Keeper? And what does that mean, keep a Rancor Keeper free? Like, do we think that, oh, it's like keep? It's like the joke is that keep is repeated? I think that's that's what they're going for. And I always kind of read it like keep him free as in like he's in bondage right now and we want to keep him free. Right. <laughs> 
Well, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe he's free now that the Rancor... I mean, he's not there in the Book of Boba Fett, as Ron knows. You know, Boba yeah. Fett... I mean, uh, not, uh, Boba Fett still has to has to do his thing. Uh, Max Rebo still has to play the damn, you know, circular organ. And, you know, Rancor Keeper is just hanging around in space Hawaii, getting a tan. Yeah, and it's funny. Like It goes back to this whole thing about everyone needs somebody the, 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 the way the little paragraph below it says even a ferocious rancor monster needs someone to watch over him and be his friend <laughs> so here's your <laughs> chance to get a rancor keeper free <laughs> uh yeah it's a mutual they, they needed each other so i think yeah that the, the the sad film that follows this yeah. <laughs> about the rancor keeper is something that that needs to to materialize is at some the point only character in um in Star Wars, the old movies, to cry. I guess, does the Ewok cry when his little Ewok friend dies? <laughs> we were just discussing that as well. Right? Yes, yeah. He, he moans, but oh, I mean, seeing as they couldn't even blink, I don't think they had the, the, the means to make it cry. I feel like Chewie gets close, Sky. I, I would say, like, in, especially in Empire Strikes Back, he there's howls, some pretty more... He doesn't cry. It's, it's not necessarily weeping the way that, that the Rancor yeah, Keeper is. He's only crying in Star Wars. <sighs> Luke doesn't cry yeah. when he sees his father's face for the first time, right? No. And he doesn't well, cry maybe when Yoda at, dies. Right. He, I think he does. You don't really see the tears, but Luke does kind of. He kind of bows over in, in sadness. I think once he dies, but there's no. It's nothing. Nothing quite like the Rancor Keeper and. Uh, and uh, his, he his sob. doesn't die when he sees both of his parents burned to a crisp. <laughs> Um, uh, he just kind of yeah. stares off into the distance and he turns around and he's like I want to go to wherever Alderaan or whatever the hell he's supposed to go Anchorhead, <laughs> hook me up Spaceman yeah wow. Yeah. well yeah, it's it's not an exciting nugget in terms of a, a, the, the toy production process but it is one of my favorite uh, bits of Kenner advertising or pal toy advertising in this case but, oh, that's a good one man, no doubt yep and and then for your unloved item, did you just try? Are you just trying to get me uh, cranked up, Steve? I, I, somewhat, yes, but I I, I I don't always intentionally do that. This time it was it was semi-intentional. But no. well, well, this is obviously so. It's uh, I don't know if you saw this, Ron, but he's uh, featuring the Yuppie figure, and the, oh, okay. uh, the Rancor Yuppie. I've never seen the Rancor Yuppie, as far as I know. But this. This one is not I, I, yeah, very I, common. I it's not one that I, in terms of when I'm thinking about the UP, which we've talked about these before, but they're those little pl- colorful plastic figures that were uh, snack premiums in Colombia. So they they made what like 35 or so characters, and the Rancor Keeper one. I picked this one because it it is just one of the saddest I don't know saddest things. This little guy. I, I don't know. I feel. Yeah, if the figure itself, the Kenner one, is sad, but somehow this is more sad to me. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's really tiny, and yeah, wow, it's it's pretty wild because yeah, so he he is just sitting there and he's blue. I've only he's ever blue. seen another one. I know James Gallo had one or still has one for sale without his staff. It's also blue. Um. Have you seen this in other colors, Steve? I, not to my memory, no. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, it, there's just something so strange about it. I mean, so they would take the 
the Kenner figures as just an inspiration to then re-sculpt in this miniature form. <laughs> and, you know, the I think one of the things that happens a lot is the accessories still remain way too big compared to the, the scale of the, the little figures. So his staff is just, like, gigantic <laughs> in the UP form. And his head is a little bit big. His face is still very large and round. It just doesn't quite fit his body. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It's a, I don't know. I, I just found this fascinating that they, they made a UP of of the Rancor Keeper. <laughs> now, interestingly, I found, uh, I just found while looking around on Facebook, there is a Rancor Keeper page. The, the Rancor Keeper Oh, like a fan, like a fan group? Oh, and that's, there is a guy, oh. Ryan Ick, uh, Inken, who has a full rainbow run of Maliki uh, here. He's got blue, pink, red, black, and white. Wow. Oh, that's that that's is amazing. Crazy. <laughs> There's a Rancor Keeper Facebook page? Yes. <laughs> I guess nothing surprises. I, you should show up there and just, just be like, I have a couple hey. of things. <laughs> oh, this is cool. There's like some art on here. This is nice. It's all run by this guy, Ryan In Inken. You guys know oh, that's Ryan awesome. Why didn't you get I, him on the show? Because, I, I didn't know him. Yeah, we that's... All, we're only allowed to have one guest a year, and it's always you. Um, <laughs> wow. He's, I just texted you guys the photo. He he's got the he's got the Singapore sticker. What the hell, Steve? He's got the Singapore st stick. Wait, like the fan club sticker? Wait a minute. That goes on no, a carded no, no. figure? Is what, that what, what is about? this? There's, there's some stuff going on here. No, these are Australi the Australian coin stickers. Oh, okay. We talked about with the, the ATSG driver last month. Yeah, but he, okay. he's got them on Greedo and B-Wing Pilot and Emperor and a whole bunch of them. Wow. Right, a lot of stuff going on this Rancor Keeper page, Ron. So, so Ron, do, do you know why uh, Steve might be winding me up with the UP thing? Because you think they're fake. I don't think they're all fake. I just can't possibly believe that there's this many that came out of nowhere and all these different colors all over the place all at once. Um, yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad gut feeling. Um, I don't know much about that stuff, but uh, you're probably right to be a little to err on the side of caution with stuff like that. And, and I've yeah. I've bought like I've spent you know 500 bucks on Chewbacca UPs in the past couple of years, so I am definitely contributing to the problem. But I, I do think it's worth just mentioning that every once oh, in a while. I think while, it's yeah. important to, uh, yeah. I think it's important to um, in collecting is to just or just in life in general, like just weird things that fall outside the pattern of normality. Like there are always things to kind of question, you know. So, um, you know, yeah. All of a sudden, like nobody ever hearing about something, and then all of a sudden, uh, there's a ton of them around and. You know, years prior, there was never any is certainly something to, to wonder about. But I don't know the, the fact pattern there. It's just, But, I, you know, it certainly is an odd situation for sure. Yeah, and, and it could just be that, that Yehuda's article lit a fire under the entire country of Colombia. And all of a sudden, everyone was like, oh, that's what these little plastic yeah, things possible. are. And a whole drawer of these. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. It, it, it was Yehuda's article, like... Before Yehuda's article, before the archive, like 
like UPs were very rare and no one ever talked about them. Then Yehuda released his article. I think what Tommy uh, Tommy Garvey edited it with him. Um, yeah, or took pictures with him. Um, oh no, he just has all the the Kia malls. And, and then just it, they exploded everywhere. And another thing yeah. Steve is obsessed with is making sure that I spend a lot of time thinking about Dixie cups. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> holy cow! I'm drinking from a Dixie cup right now. It's not a Star Wars it, one. It does. It, it always comes back to these. I, I feel like, and and that is that is my fault. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like there's still stuff worth talking about with these because the art is just bananas it's, it's it's just crazy um so yeah i i there is not much with the rancor keeper represented right so there there is uh his presence on one of the return of the jedi dixie cups and he's with other characters all of which are named he is not <laughs> so, <laughs> so there, yeah, there's, there's lando luke skywalker han solo nikto yeah. <laughs> and then a picture of it seems like it seems like the rancor keeper has like a and like the the cowl goes on around his neck. Is that usually the case? It almost yeah it looks no, like it's looks got like a he's little a uh, choker. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Not 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 yeah not not your typical uh, depiction there. But I, I just love that yeah he's not named where everyone else is. <laughs> and uh, I don't know the the Han Solo is very strange. It's just this odd odd. <laughs> rendition of, of Harrison Ford as Han Solo. I don't know what's going on with this, but... Um, Dixie Cups are a great collectible. They, they are. It's just like, you could just do a lot of different... Like the, A lot of the art's really awesome, and like, you can just do really well with that stuff, I think. And uh, I'm now realizing that I think the Rancor Keeper also is probably one of the most kink-friendly Star Wars characters. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. of course we have all the Ewoks, but beyond that, I'm just saying, like, there's something about his shirtlessness, his, like, his... Bra- Anyways, I'm not going to go into more detail. He's definitely he's definitely one for the bears, the bear lovers <laughs> yes. over there. Um, he <laughs> falls into that niche. You can totally see it. Yeah. Star Wars is for everybody. Everybody's everybody's preferences are, are catered to in the world of Star Wars. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, there, there is, you know, like... I think you're right. I mean, I, it sounds silly, but it's true. Like the the bear community is a whole thing. I'm, I'm actually uh, good friends with a guy here, super into that stuff, and like, he goes to like bear like conventions. I don't know really what that means, but he he goes to them quite often. And maybe Rancor Keeper will eventually catch on in that way. You know, sort of in the same way. There's like a, a fairly large like uh, you know, He-Man sort of gay and. Uh, like crossover with family well, yeah, I mean, My Little Pony. In hindsight, He-Man, in, in hindsight, He-Man is sort of like, uh, you know, it just seems it, it seems to cater to that whole uh, demographic. Right. <laughs> just like, how did we miss it? Or maybe we didn't miss it as children, but uh, it's a little bit like um, Steve Reeves and like the Hercules, you know, the Sword and Sandals movies, the Italian. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, th- those ended up being a gay touchstone for like like boys who saw that when they were in the 60s and then the 50s you know later on a lot of those people had like idolized steve reeves and then later they were ended up you know he was like a fantasy figure for a lot of people so maybe the ranker keeper is that for like the nerd community right he's like the nerd the geek fair crossover yeah Yeah, i'm just staring at this dizzy this daisy cup and just yeah fantasy figures exactly what (laughs) yeah (laughs) no but it's um, 
it is just funny that he's he's paired with Luke in this too. Like it's more he's he's just behind Luke. Like yeah. he's 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 part of the Luke collage in the Dixie Cup. He's not his own man. <laughs> he's he's the nervous guy at the orgy who's like afraid to like talk to anybody. <laughs> he's just sort of there. And, you know, he's like, he's maybe been to one before, but he's not really, okay, I'm done. Okay. It's a Star Wars podcast, Steve. I don't know why you're bringing this stuff up. Ow. It's, it's all, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Now, <laughs> now, do you remember, Steve, when Ron said, if we got to the Market Watch game before 10 o'clock, you'd participate? Uh, let me check my watch right now. Oh, 9.57, Ron, you're back We're just going to get you, we're going to get you right in there under the wire, Ron. Uh, all right. Ron may or may not have sent a text that said that. Okay. <laughs> lean and mean, lean and mean. Here we go. Leaky, all right. Leaky, so, leaky. I like Leaky Maka. Yeah, it's too bad this wasn't our Christmas episode. Oh, that would have been great. Okay. Yeah, we skipped a um, in case you didn't notice. We did. <laughs> no one noticed, Steve. Uh, no one knows. It used to Absolutely be when we not. missed a month, people would say, hey, where's the episode? But hey. Uh, maybe a couple people did. It's okay. All right, so we've, I've got five five Rancor Keeper items for you guys to, to duke it out over. Um, the first one, it's a, uh, a carded 77-back Rancor Keeper with the Anakin sticker. Mm. It's it's uh, The bubble is mostly clear. It looks like it's a little dinged up, but it's clearer than most Rancor Keepers. Mm-hmm. The punch tab is kind of there. Mm. It's not graded. I think, I don't know, I can't say anything else. I think you just got to give me a number. Okay, I have my number written down. Okay. Ron, do you have your number written Ron. down? Yes. Okay. All right, Ron. Ron, you go. <laughs> what do you think? 60 bucks. 60 bucks? Okay. I, Sky? I wrote down 80. Oof. 125.95. <laughs> when, when, when you I left, Ron, uh, you were the Maliki master, but, but now I... <laughs> when I left, I was but a Maliki student, but now I am the Maliki master. <laughs> you are. Uh, all right, so sky's up one nothing here. All right, number two. Uh, this this Franco keeper has seen better days. It's it's a seventy seven back one, no offers. The bubble is as about it's about as yellow or brown as a Kenner action figure bubble could get. Uh, the card is in nice shape. It's got this great giant red tag clearance self service tag on mm. it. Uh, <laughs> let's see the the. Going price when this thing was either thrown away or, or sold was ninety seven cents, marked down from two sixty eight. Um, I think that's all I can say. All right, what, so what do you what do you think? Let's Sky, what do you think on this one? Let's let's go to you. Okay, Ron, you have yours locked in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, right. I'm saying thirty five dollars. Thirty five. All right, Ron. I'm going with sixty again. Forty, Sky, you're you're closer here. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, forty bucks, ten bids what on this on this beauty. Malik, uh. Maliki, Meek Mill Maliki. I love the Bears need to get out there and start bidding harder on these things no to get kidding. the price up there. Hundred fifty bucks, right. we get up two carded Star Wars figures. What do you know? Yeah. So okay, we got one twenty five ninety five for that first one. Forty for this <laughs> red tag clearance version. Uh, all right. Next, we've got. The Tri-Logo, which uh, <laughs> this, I think we mentioned this before you came on, Ron, but for the Tri-Logo art, it really demonstrates just how, how simple of a photograph they used for the card back. There's no, there's no touching up. It's just him standing against a blue background. Um, <laughs> I, I like to imagine that the cameraman 
like talking to him like, okay, now be sexy. Okay, be a beast. Okay, he just doesn't change his face at all the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and the other great thing about the Trilogos is because of those giant bubbles they were packed in, I, everyone I could find when I was looking this up, his his hat fell off. It's just, it's just a, a you know bald man in a package with a, a weird little hat by his feet. So uh, this one, it's not graded, but it is. It looks to be in quite nice shape. So uh, try logo, <laughs> bald, rancor keeper. Okay, just against just a blue quickly, background. I, I'm just I'm doing a little bit of like <laughs> thought in my head now. First of all, I, I found <laughs> okay. We just—I have another addition to our bear collection of toys. You throw in the German mechanic from an Indiana Jones. So if, oh, if you like yeah, a little more of a, of a muscle bear, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they. Gosh, I haven't you, thought about that you, you figure get in a while. How heteronormative they... our hobby is, right? Like... And that guy didn't that same actor also play the thuggy guard in? Temple yeah, Doom and there's he an did. figure. So he's two figures of that there's, guy. You, yeah, yeah. There's a whole little subset there i totally that's forgot another, about that's that another good bear. this is the thing it our hobby is so heteronormative if these were like women and there were different categories for attractive women you don't think that we would have this this would be like a, a joke that everyone has whereas you know we need to like talk about this like spread this thought like what are the good bear toys what are the otter toys you know like we they're all out there we just okay all right uh, what's the All question? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you think that a, a tri-logo a version tri-logo, of, of said, said character would? I'm not assuming about starting a bear focus. Just because <laughs> like people like, right. like just having an entire room filled with toys of, of shirtless hairy men. Uh, okay. Um, right. Jesus, who cares right. about toys anymore? Um, I'm going to say uh, 100. 100, okay. Ron, what do you think? 175. Ooh, Ron's in the game here. 165.50. All right. Okay. That's still a good, a good price for a, a, good, yeah, that, a good condition trilogo with his desperately sad photograph of him just standing <laughs> engulfed in nothingness. <laughs> oh, this is grief here. If you could summarize grief with a particular object, it is the Trilogo <laughs> Rancor Keeper. Isn't it also kind of an Uncle Fester vibe to Rancor Keeper? Yeah, without his, without his there is. There is. I, I, I could see that. Um, okay. All right, item number three. Or sorry, let's see. That was number three. Number four. Uh, this is... Uh, I, I didn't want to go too Rancor heavy because I figured someday, 25 years from now, we'll do an episode about the Rancor. <laughs> but this particular auction is a loose, good condition Rancor with with a loose, great condition Rancor Keeper. So it's it's the pair, the figure and the monster. Um, is the figure complete? The figure is complete, yep. And it's in great shape. The Rancor itself looks to be in pretty good shape, too. Um, so yeah, two, two loose toys. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh well, I, I, I don't know. Cause loose toys is, that's Ron's area. I guess I'll say a hundred. A hundred. Okay. What do you, what do you think, Ron? Um, 85. Oof. 95 bucks. <laughs> so Sky, you were, you... I won by five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You were, you were just. Uh, well, 
<laughs> I still say we give Ron the, the winner take all chance oh, yeah, for the yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, all, yeah. it's always winner take all. That's just, yeah. That's just how it <laughs> it's goes. All point, all pointless until you get to the fifth, the fifth item. All right. So, uh, <laughs> this, how do I describe this? This is uh, an auction that was from Mexico. It is a, uh, a weird hybrid that someone made of a Lily Letty. Uh, Rancor Keeper's head and torso with Tebow's limbs attached to it. <laughs> Wild custom here. That I, I, I think the, whoever sold this tried to describe it as a legitimate thing, but obviously it's just something that someone threw together <laughs> years ago. And yeah, so it's it's a Ewok height <laughs> Rancor Keeper with with Tebow arms, but uh, uh, that's still that you know shiny bald head and the the bare chest. What do you think this sold? And it sold. So what do you think it sold for? Jesus Christ. Wild card here. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> it's hard to, yeah. It's okay. hard to wrap your head around. I have my number. Okay. Ron, do you have a number? Yeah. All right. What do you, let's, let's go with you first, Ron. What do you think this monstrosity 55. sold? 55. 55? I said, okay. I said 33. Oof. 5265 Ron. Well done, Ron. Because Uh, you won, that means that you get to participate next time you're on the show. Good job, Ron. (laughs) Right. I always shoot myself in the foot with these things. I don't know how it happens. It also gets us out of the $10,000 we owe you. That was it. (laughs) Only coming on if we talk about bears again, because that's the only (laughs) thing that's drawing me back to this uh, conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm... Let's let's build this out. I really want to get this going. I'm trying to think of other other places where we can have bears and action figures. The, I, the thuggy the thuggy pole is a great one. German mechanic. Yeah, that. Rancor yes, Keeper. I mean there's a whole there's a whole professional wrestling uh, yeah. series, King especially Kong in the Bundy. '80s. There's yeah. plenty of Friar Friar Tuck. <laughs> Friar Tuck Steve <laughs> Robert. Friar. Does and does the Gamorrean guard count as an alien bear? I know. It yeah, does. that's. Well, I don't know. I, I don't. I, Something out of these new weird Gamorrean guards they have on Boba Fett. <laughs> Who wants thin Gamorrean guards? What? Why do we need is... diversity in body shape of goddamn Gamorrean guards? They're pig guards. I don't want to see a thin pig. Do you? Do you like go to a farm and say I want to see a thin pig? <laughs> uh. You should put this in writing to Dave Filoni. I'm sure he'll respond. <laughs> Uh, well, all right, good, gentlemen. Good job, I have to. You, uh... I have another call I have to make here, but uh, it's right. awesome as always. Yes. I hope to see you both. Yeah, really soon. I hope so. But, yeah, um... I hope so too. That, thanks for talking. All right, we'll see you down the road. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Ron. Take it easy. Well, all right, Steve. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, that was fun, man. That was great. <laughs> so yeah, I mean this this wraps up a season for us, Sky. It wraps up a calendar year and a season. Really? So that this was our. This is the end of our 12th year of doing this. It's our 120th episode, which I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I, if you throw in all the blog blog pods, we were above above pace to do one episode a month overall. Oh, yeah. it, oh, it, totally. it evens out. We've so, done, yeah. How many? So 17 of those, maybe? Yeah. 15, 17. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're getting there, but um, maybe not quite, but close enough. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of like that it, it this this ends the 77 back season and it ends the the 12th the 12th year <laughs> so i don't know what yeah so then the so 78 next, and 79 are those both ewoks what are those <laughs> they are we're gonna have a, a two a two ewok <laughs> 
season. <laughs> Starting with the 79 backs. I think Lou Matt. Lou Matt's the first one in the Kellerman book. So, <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, hey, this was a, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm a little worried about that one. <laughs> about Lou Matt? <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be good. It'll be all right. But, I, I yeah, the, the, the excitement of a, a new card back, that, that should be enough. I think we'll... We'll let that push, push us through. <laughs> wow, sweet. Well, this is a good yeah. episode. It got a little Gargan Largan, but I think it got Gargan Largan in the right ways. And, I uh, hope so. Yeah. Hey, we don't have any fantasy baseball to discuss, so. <laughs> yeah, no baseball whatsoever to discuss. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. just. Um, uh, oh yeah, and the Dodgers didn't win the World Series, right? <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who did? Houston. <laughs> Uh no no it was the Braves, right? Ah oh, the, oh, the Braves. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh good, good for them I guess. Okay. Sure. Well this ran out of steam. All right Steve. Uh, well we'll we'll see you uh, on the other side of the Lumot. Uh, yes. And uh, Wampa Wampa. No adios. These action figures are not yet available, but this Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Package is in stores with its colorful Star Wars picture display set and certificate.